Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 59th installment of the spectacle to the mold of an extravaganza, a.k.a. the Arsenal Cannon Pocket. Oh, fuck. Sorry, sorry. Just dropped my phone. Are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? Yeah, apologies for ruining the intro. Keep going. I don't know if I could pick up where I just oh, left just off. Get, you, of get on mind? with it. Come on. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't fucking work in yeah, conditions sorry. like this. Completely man. fucked it. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> whoo, this is how difficult it is to host this Audible expedition, folks. I mean, I'm working with egotistical, phone-dropping buffoons. You know, <laughs> this is absolutely tragic. Um, anyway, I'm joined by both of the two home slices today. Uh, to start off, the man who was not here last week, the lovely London local lad Alfie Koshal in the cut. What is popping, my G? What are you saying, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. Um, how are you doing, Daniel? What are you saying? Uh, not much. Just the intro while trying to, but before you uh, <laughs> dropped your phone in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, apologies. Um, I wanted to, a little disclaimer again. I'm using the shit mic, so oh. I sound retarded, <laughs> as I'd say. Um, and also, I want to address some some accusations made about me on the last podcast. Um, he sends he sends loads of selfies. He sends more selfies than than anyone else, and you get. I've got loads of. When have I ever sent a selfie? Do you know what a selfie is? That's when you point the camera towards yourself and you take the picture yourself. When have I ever sent one of them? Uh, hold on. I, I suppose hold you on. haven't. Exactly. Oh, well, well it sounds Hold like, on. Sounds see, like see this is... False accusations. This hold is on. why you get accused of stuff when I'm not there. Of xenophobia. <laughs> this, is, this is the grey area of the definition of the word selfie. The definition of the informal noun selfie is a photograph that one has taken of oneself. Who's to say that first one was not another one that is not oneself? No, no. You have to take it yourself. That's what a selfie is. So what should I call it? Like a, a self-portrait? But no, it's not a self-portrait. So what is it? Just, what just, is it? just pictures picture of himself. of you. Yeah. Just sending pictures of himself, which is just vain. It's disgusting. So, <laughs> so arrogant. I'm sorry. You just think I you're so amazing. Daniel would appreciate, <laughs> you know, the the luscious locks, the luscious blonde and, locks. Oh, that's true. Daniel does like lush, luscious and blonde hair. Alfie, I do appreciate. I do appreciate <laughs> them. But when you just send them through and they go through, you know, and are saved onto my phone, which I just finally disconfigured that for the fucking first time in like eight years you know katie's looking at my photos and is like who the hell is this guy you know is this you know is this like your secret bromance or something what the hell's going on oh god and i'm like hey i can't help it i wouldn't it's say it's a secret bromance true yeah we are well, pretty it's a very public. open bromance that's true that's true well speaking of bromances as well the well, to be uh, fair it's fixed now so you know, it's not going to send through. So I'll spam the spam them whilst I'm at uni. That's now another I, thing to say. This is mm. this is the last time I'll be recording in this location for a while. So yeah, no longer from next week. I'll be in, in London, lad. Yeah. Oh man, so I oh, gotta I gotta change your name to the uh, now a boisterous Brighton boy. But is is Alfie boisterous? Though? I don't I don't <laughs> think so. I'm I also not so. from Brighton. 
Yeah, but you'll be residing. But no, a lovely London local lad. I'm just in a different location. Yeah, I suppose. I'll figure. I'll figure out uh, a really annoying alliteration. Don't. Don't you worry. Don't you Come fret. On. And don't oh, you cool. fret either, Roberto, Rob, Bob, Bert, the man with the versatile name. I didn't forget about you, my friend. The third member of the trifecta is in the house today. The what? ultimate trio is here. <laughs> Rob, trifecta. the man with the versatile name. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, um, how are we doing, guys? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I, I'm actually a little bit ill. Um, I've got a bit of a cold, um, and I know, Ooh. I know it's not COVID uh, because I, I caught it off my girlfriend, and uh, she, uh, her whole family got tested, and none of them have it. So don't you worry, loyal listeners. Um, oh, but I sort of, I've been, at, I've been at school this week and, uh, I've sort of have to, every time I feel a cough coming up, I sort of like have to force it back down because every time like mm. anyone coughs at my school, everyone thinks, Oh my God, he's got COVID. Um, <laughs> which I don't, you'll be, you'll be glad to know. Well, that's excellent. So Bert, relieved. I'm, uh, Bertrand, I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're <laughs> not, sure. you're not infected with the COVID-29 <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not like. 29. Yep, COVID-29. COVID-29 epidemic. 29. I thought it was 19. That's right. Nico Pepe. <laughs> Man said 29. Dude, okay, see, this is my problem, Alpha. Your editing reaches into other walks of life, okay? <laughs> I meant what I said. COVID- you didn't even correct COVID. The COVID-29? <laughs> Come on, man. I made it up. Oh, Oh, okay, I, that's I really boring. It. That didn't really make sense. Like and, yeah. All right, man. Yeah. You're just stupid. I'm fucking, I'm fucking done with this. Should we talk about Arsenal? Yeah, let's no, talk about dude, Arsenal, I'm... not my illness. All right. Um, well, you know who looked ill and in a good way was Arsenal and their emphatic 3 0 win <laughs> what? against Fulham. Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> we, looked, we looked sick. You get me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we won 3 we 0. Won um, I guess a good place to start off would actually be just with the the lineup because the lineup uh, divided yeah. some opinion. Alfie, I'll come well, to you we, first. Should we not touch on the the Aubameyang just signing a new contract minutes before we start recording? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. fuck it up. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Aubameyang signed. It's a pretty uh, non-issue, isn't it? Yeah, who, I mean, who really cares? I sort of lost all excitement for the for the announcement because. It took like nine we've months. known it's happened for like four years now. You know, we've known before. Yeah. You know, we've known it's happening for ages, and I found the the live stream a bit weird. It was a bit odd. Like it was just a picture of a, a captain's armband <laughs> and a, and an hourglass, and then Black Panther. Eventually, Mars. Aubameyang went on a stadium tour, um, <laughs> turned it round, and went. I want to be Arsenal legend. I want to be leave legacy. So I signed the thing. And that was so it. it would have been great if he then like started advertising the stadium tours. <laughs> just like to do what I've just done, go to the armory. Mm. You know what would have been jokes if he turned it round and went, "I want to introduce someone." It was just the Icelandic keeper, and it wasn't even <laughs> yeah. an announcement for his contract. <laughs> man like Alex Runner Runnerson just comes out. It's like yo. I'm Martinez's repl- shit replacement because he's <laughs> shit. You already know when we announce that Icelandic keeper guy, it's going to be like, Runar is a gunner. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. You already know it's coming, dude. Daniel, you already are know you that's the coming. Arsenal admin? 
that that just sounds exactly like something that he would say. <laughs> uh, if I speak, I'm in honor. trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, unfortunately not. I'm recording in my garage. He probably has a hell of a uh, better kind of pad than I do, to be honest. Pad. Pad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, that's pretty much all we could really say about the Aubameyang mm, signing. It was, was like eight yeah. years in the making, like I said, you know, it's we've fucking discussed, forever. We've discussed it, like the new deal, so many times. Yeah. I mean, the only really story that was left was like, why it was taking so long like everyone mm. everyone knew that it was coming uh why yeah. did it do do either of you guys know by any chance uh, maybe, a possibility of why it took so long maybe it was genuinely they had to work out some small details yeah um i think also probably something to do with you know there, there were the he, he uh, he's supposedly asked for assurances regarding new signings. I don't know if he maybe mm. wanted the, uh, Arsenal to be um, sort of at a stage where he can tell that some big names are going to come in. I don't know if it might be something to do with that. And then you also have to take into account um, the sort of COVID restrictions in the UK, um, which make mm. which are making things like this quite difficult. True. Yeah, and I hope that's the case, and I hope it wasn't the fact that they were taking that long to plan that horrifying live stream, <laughs> because if that's the case, maybe it's time to shift uh, professions, because if it took you that long to plan that, you're probably not in the right field. Mm. To be fair, the, the video was nice, you know, Yeah, Henri, Burkham, Adams involved. That was nice. But it kind of shows yeah. that they haven't been working on that for months, because... No, he, surely not. Yeah, I mean... It was reported that he was at the stadium. Uh, I don't know. Was it was it yesterday? Uh, and so I'm guessing they would have filmed it then. So it hasn't mm. been like a long time coming by them planning this. Yeah, exactly. Well, Fulham. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty much all we could really say. It's yeah, cool yeah. that it happened like right as we were about to record, but other than that, eh. <laughs> mm. We we what knew a weird it was coming. Ten. Yeah, it has. yeah, it has been. It has been, but it was a weird announcement video. So there we go. Um, a bit like the Fulham game itself. It had quite a weird opening ten, didn't it? Mm. It did. Fucking brilliant transition. Shout out to you. Very well done, <laughs> Brad. Very well done. Yes, um, <laughs> good, good on you, Bertrand. Fair, fair play to you, um, Macy. So shout out. To, shout out. <laughs> oh wait, is your is your sister called Lucy Worthington? Oh, yeah. yeah. She just liked my post. Oh, well, well big fan. Big fan of yours. Do, we have a fan. Oh, we have a fan of the show that's oh. related to one of the members. My brother would not be caught dead listening to the show, you know. Oh, that's kind of peak. Isn't it peak? Yeah. <laughs> Should we He's talk about up. Fulham, please? We yeah, should. Let's, let's get into it, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's been I'm sorry. disjointed. You ruined my brilliant transition, Daniel. Oh no, Alfie did by talking yeah, about well, my sister. Right, yeah, sorry. I was gonna. Uh, Alfie's just so uh, so focused on the likes, the glitz, the glam, the Shut fame up. that he just can't. said Lucy Worthington liked your post. <laughs> what'd you got? All right, Rob, Rob, what'd you make of the lineup? Let's start with the goalkeeper Leno over Emmy Martinez. Martinez not even in the squad. Is that the end for the Argentine? Yeah, well, of course it is. Um, mm. Arsenal's 
um, Arsenal seem to have made a, a decision that they would prefer to keep Leno. And bringing in 20 million for a, a player who's only made 15 Premier League experiences, uh, Premier League appearances, is is pretty brilliant actually. Um, that's mm. the exact same fee that we paid for Burn Leno. Um, so you know, kudos to the Arsenal uh, Arsenal uh, executive team who, who've got that one over the line. I think it's the right decision. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we did get a. We are. Seemingly getting a bit of a pretty penny for the sale of, of Martinez. Uh, Alfie, Rob says mm. he thinks it's the right decision. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think you'd have to agree. I think from the romantic perspective, you know, keeping Martinez yeah, yeah, was... Yeah, I agree. It was enticing because, you know, the ways rised up through the club and particularly in the last few months. Having said that, from sort of the business side of it and just logically, you know, Bern Leno, much more experienced... Um, played a lot more minutes in his uh, career despite being the same age and got a much larger sample size to assess him. Emi Martinez, brilliant in those 15 games or whatever, but it is 15 games. You know, we don't know how sustainable that form is. Um, And yeah, good luck to Martinez at Villa. Um, I think he'll do well. But yeah, I do think this was probably the right decision. And, you know, when you're doing a rebuild, you do need to sacrifice players in areas where you've got strength and depth in order to mm. invest in other areas. And this was an example of that. Yeah, and I completely agree with you both. And apologies for not kind of providing a devil's advocate kind of outlook on it. But I just completely agree with you guys. And I think that while um, Martinez was really impressive when he kind of broke onto the scene with us after Leno's injury, I do think that some fans really kind of took it to the extreme and really exemplified how reactionary Arsenal fans can be because because of those, you know, like you said, 15 games or whatever the hell it was. Um, in those 15 games, Arsenal fans basically just came to the conclusion that Martinez is officially a better goalkeeper than Leno. And it, I just, I found that pretty odd, you know, yeah. and I think. And the, yeah, I agree. And the, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I agree with you both. We made the right decision, like Alfie was saying, we need to bring in some money because we need to make other signings. So, uh, like, good good luck to Martinez, man. And I think moving to Villa is a good good move for him. He'll definitely be the first choice keeper over there. Um, mm. Let's move into the back line. Uh, started with the the back three again. There, mm. Alfie, I'll come to you first on this one. Any surprises um, with the personnel there? Obviously, Louise was injured, so Gabrielle and the center spot there. Uh, then holding on the right, Tierney on the left. I think in general, I, I, I did expect the back three to um, remain intact. I think it's been working well. He's not going to randomly make the, the big change to a 4-3-3, which I think he will do eventually. Um, and yeah, I was expecting that. In terms of the personnel, um, I was a bit surprised that Gabriel started. I thought Saliba, you know, he's been in training for a week or two more with the with the first team, so... Maybe he's a bit more settled, but the word is that they want to sort of ease him in very slowly. Still very young, very inexperienced. Um, and Gabriel has got a bit more seniority and, you know, I think it was the right choice in the end. And I think holding, we've, we, you know, we went into the season with eight centre-backs with five injured. Uh, so I think holding's loan for, to Newcastle had to be sort of prevented. And mm. And I think that was, he's sort of the most senior player of the three at the moment. So, mm. um, you know, he's got Premier League experience. I do think that um, 
back three I sort of expecting. The rest of the team as well, maybe I was a bit surprised that El Neni started over Sabas, but again, I think that was just sort of fitness issues. Sabas has hardly been back in the club, so you know he's not had much time to reintegrate back into training and stuff. In terms of the front three, Willian, um, again, I was, I'd probably say I was a little bit surprised that Willian and Lacazette started because I didn't think they'd had a lot of time back in the team as well, but you know he wanted to go strong. Wanted to go with a bit more experience instead of like Saka and Enketia, who I thought would start. Mm. Um, so overall, yeah. I, was, I wasn't particularly surprised by many of the the choices in that lineup. Well, I think as well, um, yeah, just on the point that of surprise with regard to Willian and Lacazette, I was also at the time, but um, player who I thought would have started up front was Eddie. Um, mm, because yeah. he did real. He, he, I thought he was. He, Arteta just really seems to like Eddie. Um, but you also got to remember that he was away on a international duty. Um, and I'm, and a lot of the players who, who started, other than Shaka and Tierney and Maitland Niles, I want to say. Oh, and Leno. Um, so the the majority of the team mm. actually stayed at home. Uh, so. You've got to think that that time was spent planning for this fixture. Uh, and maybe that's why he favoured them. But I, I think it was the right decision to start both of them. I thought William was absolutely excellent on the right flank. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think William was absolutely tremendous on his uh, debut for the club. Uh, competitive debut, that is. Um, obviously, partook in a few friendlies there. Um, and I thought the other debut debutant, should I say, was was really good on the day as well. However, in the third minute, Alfie, uh, that kind yeah. of kind of scary little mistake that the Brazilian center back made there where Leno, you know, let's we could just say spared him the blushes if you like, you know. Mm. Uh, real lapse in communication there, wasn't there? But but Leno Leno comes good. Leno comes good from the Gabriel mistake mm. early on. Did did you see what well, the narrative they created on BT was kind of remarkable. They were saying at half-time, they said after the first 10 minutes, they were like, Gabriel was not for me. After 10 minutes, Rio Ferdinand apparently said, oh, he's not for me, blah, blah, blah. Because literally because of that one moment where Maitland-Niles only misplaced one pass. Because yeah. I thought, again, that was probably more Maitland-Niles' fault. It was a terrible back pass. Yeah. Um, and Leno didn't react initially. He reacted a bit. Maybe Gabriel should have been a bit more aware. But, you know, there are going to be a few nerves uh, on the opening day, but that was a ridiculous narrative to have after one sort of shaky moment yeah. and one misplaced pass but he recovered and we recovered after five first five ten minutes where we couldn't really get into the game yeah i completely agree and i think the goal really came in an ideal time there in the some i don't know when the fuck it was i think i said the ninth minute yeah. um and it was lacazette who opened up the scoring rob it was a really scrappy scrappy bit of play there um if it's fantasy we're talking, William gets the assist, but uh, <laughs> in real real life, it's not an assist. Uh, but he takes a shot, falls into the path of Lacazette. Lacazette, for the second time at Arsenal, scores the first Premier League goal of the season, uh, getting his goal-scoring year underway. Uh, what would you make of that first goal? Was it just, you know, a bit of luck on our side, or did it just come from the relentless pressure we were kind of putting forward? I think it was our um, first attack, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah nice actually, ball. yeah, that's right, it was, it was. Yeah, 
Um, nice ball played over the top by El Nani actually to play in Aubameyang. I thought the keeper maybe could have come out and got that, but anyway. Um, and then played nicely back to Shaka on the edge of the box, who sort of scuffed it. Uh, and then just nice predatory, um, predatory work from William and Lacazette, who were in the right place at the right time. Also, with many thanks to um, our good mate Tim Ream, Daniel. Yes, yes, sir. The I heard uh, that last week. The American yeah. <laughs> central defender didn't was come shite. too good. Yeah, he was really it wasn't, bad. wasn't great, was he? But I will I think say... Hector was worse, but he was shite. Yeah, I, Hector wasn't good. We were talking about this on the last podcast. Fulham had the third best defense in the championship, and that did not show through at all in this game. They looked no. just as defensively, I love to use this word, feeble as they did uh, as last season. <laughs> yeah. You know, they I looked I think they're poor. the third worst defense in terms of um, goals conceded, sorry, best. But I think their metrics mm. were quite bad. As in, they conceded a lot of chances and the finishing against them was quite bad. Uh, oh, I see. So okay, that makes sense. Fair enough. Season. Well, yeah, they're going to have to... Shout XG. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring it back. Well, uh, yeah. and then... Apparently, the if it wasn't for XG... More. If it wasn't for XG, uh, Emery might have got mm. a new contract, apparently. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, the underlying metrics suggested that Arsenal weren't actually that good, and um, terrible. So, so yeah, they didn't give him a new contract. Our metrics in the last bit of Emery were horrific. Yeah, it was. It was like you know how it's like the the big radar. The like basically, it seems like the bigger the radar, the better it is. We were like a uh, like a little grain of rice in the middle of the Mm. radar there. Just mm. weren't good at anything. Literally, we didn't yeah. create, we didn't defend. We were just mm. useless. We conceded thirty shots a game. <laughs> I'll never forget that yeah. Watford match mm. when we conceded. Frank oh, far after God. it, even though we won three 0 we conceded twenty four shots. Incredible, incredible. And for, mm. uh, I was going to say Frankfurt looked to be going the same way this season. Uh, Fulham looked to be going the same way this season. <laughs> Looks like they're going to be putting some pretty depressing metrics up this season. So. Hang in there. Hang in there, kiddos. Um, but the game did kind of start to swing more in our favor. We started to press pretty relentlessly against Fulham and had a fair few amount of chances there in the 28th minute. Uh, William smashed a beautiful little free kick off the bar. That was post lovely little dip there. Uh, and, yeah, just smashed it off the post. Mm. And uh, yep. <laughs> 50th minute, though, the 2-0 goal came. Alfie Gabriel on his debut uh, to to put Ferdinand into a, a flurry of dismay. Um, <laughs> the Brazilian central defender scores. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you're kind of the analytical guy. Mm. Uh, what did you make of the kind of way we set up off of that corner? Well, I think throughout the game, I wrote this in my uh, post-match piece, I think you could see the imprint of... Um, the new head coach, the new uh, set piece coach. What's his name again? Andres Georgeson. That's it, Georgeson. Man like Georgeson. Um, yeah, you could see the imprint, the effect he's already having. You know, not just from that corner where I think we deliberately crowded that six-yard box so tightly so the keeper could struggle to get out. Um, just sort of pen them in, and that left Gabriel free to head home. But also, 
even the Willian uh, free kick, you saw the way we sort of tried to infiltrate the wall for it to allow Willian to sort of deceivingly put it the other side of the the wall mm. and the keeper. Mm. Um, yeah, but also defending really quite exciting actually. Exactly, Fulham only had two corners. Um, I think the first one, Gabriel headed away comfortably, and the second one, Lacazette headed away comfortably. So we weren't tested. Jim, that's a positive sign. On Gabriel, I think he did have that maybe slightly dodgy first five minutes, but after that, I thought defensively he looked extremely strong. You know, in the one on ones, you know, using his recovery pace to pick, uh, to to clean up when Fulham threatened to get him behind. You know, physically and aerially dominant um, when they tried to sort of break through us. Um, but also, I thought his passing was pretty good. At times, it was quite um, a little bit conservative. But then, I think there was one pass in the first half where I was like, "This is this is a taste of what you can do." Where completely, I think in the first half in particular, we, we struggled a bit until towards the end. You know, the last 10, 15 minutes, we struggled to break through the lines. We up a lot of sideways passing, but there was one brilliant pass from from Gabriel into I think it was Bellerin that just completely split the lines. Bellerin got in between the the fuller midfield and their back four and sort of drove forward and we almost created something. So, you know, that was a really encouraging element of his game. And obviously the goal, you could see how happy everyone was for him. A um, little bit of a scoffed header. I think it came off his shoulder, but, you know, you'll take it in a great way for him to, you know, start off his Arsenal career. I know he'll have tougher tests than that, but I thought he was excellent mm. on the day. And, you know, that sort of asserted authority. After that, you knew we weren't going to lose. Well, yeah, and you know, it was, uh, and then from that point forward, even eight minutes on, Aubameyang got the third third goal beauty, of the match. It was beauty. I just oh. want to say, too, I thought that was the pass, not only from Willian, but the tremendous kind of awareness to to play on when Lacazette looked to be fouled. He said, nope, yeah. let's go. Let's keep going forward. We're attacking in numbers. You know, I thought that was extraordinary mm. from Willian. And I think, to be fair, I think you. it's definitely worth noting that I think our, yeah, and I, I think our creative uh, kind of area of the team has kind of been lacking what Willian showed in that situation. You know, just a really bit, uh, just a just a bit of direct kind of decisiveness. And I was yeah. I was really pleased with that goal and that yeah. that you know that finish from Aubameyang. Wow, mm. what a, what a great little finish from him. The build up. And the whole goal in general was very similar to the goal at, in the Community Shield, as a lot of people pointed mm. out. And it's oh, ridiculous comparisons! Trademark ridiculous comparisons. Yeah, mm. and that that yeah, the, the way Aubameyang played out is getting excellent. yeah, Aubameyang is getting so good at that finish as well. It's becoming almost trademark on Riyadh. Well, you knew as soon as you got into that position that he opened it up. It's going in the top corner. Yeah. It's well, really, uh, that was yeah. the. That, that, that was the final goal of the match, and, you know, the way that we just emphatically kind of brushed Fulham aside was really promising. But, mm. you know, we got we to gotta keep this up for the, for the rest of the season because, mm. you know, Alfie, the piece I sent through today was talking about how, uh, yeah. how last season, you know, the, the first two matches, and this is a little ironic, and this is a little, little spoiler for my article. Uh, the first two matches were ones that we were – supposed to win and then the third match was ironically the exact same third match that we're going to have this season away from oh, home to Anfield. I don't mean to look mm. I don't mean to look too far in the future, but as someone who maybe isn't superstitious but a little stitious, <laughs> shout out Michael Scott. Um I, it, that does that does worry me just a bit. Um mm. 
Well, there'll be the, is, the is there... uh, component of no fans, so mm. it won't be like a typical trip to Anfield. True that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, yeah, a that's true. Point. That's a great point. But before that, we got to look at West Ham, though. Mm. I don't mean to get too ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to talk briefly about the tactical system that we deployed again. Mm. You know, with, yeah, um, of course. The way that sort of, you know, everyone talks about the back three, but when we're in possession, it's not really a back three. You know, you see holding, tearing down on the overlap, you know, providing that width. Maitland-Niles tucking in to provide that central midfielder, third central midfielder. Then you've got Aubameyang, and we always create an overload on that left-hand side. Um, but also on the right-hand side, you know, last season we fo- we were a bit lopsided in our attacking play. We focused a lot on the left-hand side and how that was functioning. But on the right-hand side, it was a bit dysfunctional. But I thought Bellerin and Willian really interchanged very well. I thought that was one of the more encouraging elements of Willian's game. You know, I don't think there were too many, aside from the two assists, there were too many standout moments for him on the ball. But it was his sort of awareness of, you know, movement off the ball, you know, creating the interchanges mm. with Bellerin. And we looked much better down that right side than we have done last season in particular yeah yeah i definitely would agree definitely i thought i thought the formation actually um despite gabrielle saying this is completely different to me i thought it suited him really well in terms of mm. most of the time he was playing his natural left center back possession position especially in possession because you have holding move out to the right turning move out to the left um mm. Well, yeah, it was Bellerin basically a... holding Gabriel in a centre-back partnership with Tierney yeah. as a left-back. I thought Bellerin played a really, really interesting role. Mm. Um, sort of interchanging with, as you said, interchanging with Willian. Mm. Um, but also sort of, at times, providing a real creative outlet for us. Mm. Which I think we... We haven't seen much of it since his injury, but we've all, always known that Bellerin sort of has had that in his locker. I remember in his first mm. season, um, he was just providing ridiculous assists um, when he sort of first broke out. Mm. And you're like, what's the point of having Ozil when you've got Bellerin? Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether Bellerin can sort of push on from that game because I really thought he was e- excellent, outstanding um, mm. at Craven Cottage. I think his passing in general is really underrated. There's... Some people seem to think his passing's poor, and I'm just baffled by that. Some of his passing's really accurate. Think of the, oh, the, the ball. The, did you see the pass in the uh, in the build up to the uh, Aubameyang exactly. goal with his weaker foot round the corner under pressure? Ridiculous. And the through ball into Aubameyang pass. when he went round the keeper. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree, and it is understated. You know, maybe that's just the you know the little Spanish side of his game. He shows his. Uh, his really, really quality technical ability, and uh, he he does have a great eye for a pass. And you know, he's obviously been linked with a with a move away. And Rob, I know that you are uh, really staunchly against the sale of Bellerin. Um, Alfie, what are your kind of thoughts on Bellerin being linked with a, a move away? Do you think this is a guy that we just have to be sure to keep hold on? Not to put a depressing, you know. Mm. damper on this subject after you know we were just talking about the Fulham win but what are your thoughts on that Alfie what are your thoughts on the whole Bellerin situation well I think it was a genuine possibility from everything we've heard um that he would go prior to um PSG signing Florenzi I think that sort of killed the rumors and I don't think he's going anywhere I think Arteta really Mm. rates him and you know I've always said I I do believe in the long term Arteta can get the absolute best out of him which is a brilliant right back um so yeah, I don't, yeah, that, I don't that's think he's what going I was about anywhere. To say. Mm. I was about to say that. 
people forget that Bellerin is like at his best. He's a top top quality right back. Mm. Um, and isn't it isn't it funny how you're approaching? Um, we're approaching. Well, we're not, we're not actually particularly close to it yet, but we're approaching two years um, since his ACL injury. And isn't it funny that it now looks like he's getting back to his best? Mm. Bit of patience, exactly, was all that was needed. Yeah, yeah, and um, I I do agree with that. I don't think we should sell him either. Um, the only way I was willing was if we got, you know, a really big fee for him. Say like in the 40 million pound vicinity. And I just don't realistically think that in a COVID market, that was mm. ever going to be and a the, possibility. The main so I think teachers no longer need him. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Florenzi, I think has a decent little signing for PSG. Yeah. So you're right. They don't need Bellerin at all. So, um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on, um, in regards to Fulham before we move on to the West Ham? I wanted to ask you pre-game? both. Uh, I mean, there's another guy who's pretty good on the day. El many thought, Kept it very tidy. Mm. Yeah, I was um, about to say was that. Actually. Looking to progress yeah. the ball. Um, as a stats guy, uh, he is uh, he's an interception yeah. merchant. Yeah. Makes so many interceptions, but literally never tackles. Um, what a guy! And he pressed a lot. So yeah, good what, positioning. What, do you think? Do you two think there is a role for him this season? Do you think he'll stay? Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think. I'm not going to say. He's going to start every week, but I think he could actually play a really important squad mm. role this year. Mm. He's a really experienced player, um, and he might not be a superstar, but in a when you're trying to mount a top four challenge, you don't need superstars all over the pitch. Arsene Wenger, who was a specialist for the majority of his tenure um, as Arsenal manager of getting top four, you know, um, after sort of the invincibles he had a lot of quite average footballers at his disposal um and elneny's just one of those players but he's he, i think he could play a really important role for the, for us this season um especially in the europa league uh he's sort of ready made for that sort of competition mm. so yeah i think Emer- uh, elneny will play a really key role for us this season and i hope mm. he stays yeah, and I would completely agree, Alpha. You know how I feel about about Mo. Uh, since we first started recording, I've always been the guy to be like, "Hey, dude, lay the fuck off True. him." I don't know why people are so quick <laughs> to abuse uh, to abuse El Nenny. You know, he for me has this you know really admirable bit of self awareness. You know, he knows that he's a squad player. You know, he will play anywhere you ask him to mm. play for however long you ask him to. And I really like that. And I think that could be a really useful tool, like Rob said, especially in tournaments like the Europa League and everything like that. Because you look at, for example, how much game time do you think the likes of of Granit Xhaka and Danny Ceballos are going to get this season, especially if we sell Lucas Torreira, which it looks like we're going mm. to. We're going to be, you know, kind of short in that department. And uh, I think... I think Elneny could just really help out with both Xhaka and Ceballos, mm. you know, coming on as a sub for them when the uh, when the fixtures get a little bit congested or maybe in games where we're, you know, the out-and-out favorites to win. Elneny could I think have a go from the start. Really so useful I think it's huge going when the you're sort of protecting a lead in terms of in a very difficult game, if you're one or two and up, you know, I think he's very useful to bring off the bench and just keeping it tidy, keeping the ball. I think mm. ball retention is his forte. Yeah. Him, if you put so, pairing yeah, with Shaka, also if you're, if you're, your midfield is not losing yeah. the ball. 
And also, True. if you um, if you look at sort of break, um, if you if you're sort of up against a team who are dominating possession, um, as you say, he's a bit of an interception mm. merchant. Um, and if he can break up the play and just give the team a bit of respite, uh, that that could be a really important weapon to have in our machinery this Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. And I think that if you're one of the people that is so keen on seeing, you know, El Many shoved out the door, then you really need to reevaluate your opinions, mm. I think, and maybe focus on bigger fish in the pond, like guys on, you know, I don't know, 350 grand a week <laughs> or something like that. You know, maybe divert your focus off of the, you know, the little, yeah. the little Egyptian that's willing to fucking play like I said, however mm. long or wherever the hell you to want fair, to play, you know, he's to not provide a little caveat. If we were to get a very good offer, you know, we'd have to really take it. If, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, of course. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I guess you could say that about most definitely. players, I thought, uh, particularly when you're yeah, trying yeah. to really build the squad. I thought I, w- I thought it was actually quite sad after the game because, um, Arteta was asked about, um, El Neni. Oh, I saw and this. Arteta was sort of like, um, suggesting that, El Neni um, doesn't feel like he's trusted that much, or he has a he has a, a few doubts about his own ability. Mm. And I think it's quite nice um, that, considering Arteta and El Neni actually played together, that Arteta's just sort of had this ability to put. You get the sense that he's put his arm around El Neni's shoulder and told him, you know, you, you can play for this football club. Mm. You're good enough. Um, and I think he is good enough. As I said, not good enough to start every week, and not good enough to start in, a, you know, a league-winning side. But certainly a great squad player. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I just, I, like I said, though, I don't think he's the he's the main the main man we should be concerned about. No, of course not. Now, you know, I mean, come on now. Come on, seriously. Um, hey, but also, just before we move on to West Ham, I do think we should mention this, even though it is pretty nothing-y. Um, the little, speaking of midfield, there's a little pre-match scuffle between uh, Ceballos and Nketiah. Oh. Rob, what did you make of that little uh, that little heated exchange between the two? It's just something from nothing. Um, you know, it happens all the time on the training ground. Uh, like happens with me with my mates when we play football someone will put in a stupid challenge with their studs up and you know it'll cause a bit of a yeah and it'll cause a bit of aggro Um, but it's it's nothing to worry about Uh, they're teammates at the end of the day and even if they don't like each other they just gotta put up with each other yeah shout out Finton's frolic yeah Alpha you're on this issue yes Mm. I was gonna say you, you, uh, you're, you're yep. more than aware of my thoughts on it. But what are your thoughts on it? I completely agree with Finton's Fulick. I think there's, there's just positive signs of it. You know, it shows they're fired up. It shows they're committed. Um, and I don't think there's any bad will between either of them. I think they're probably perfectly fine. You know, on good terms. Um, I just think they were in the heat of the moment. Yeah. There was a little kerfuffle. Um, and yeah, yeah it's, it's not a big problem. And, you know, obviously the big outlets were going to try and make it some massive narrative, you know, to pull in views, you know. Of course. Heated discussion as Arsenal training, <laughs> Arsenal dressing room goes into bust meltdown. Up. Yeah, bust up. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. But yeah, there's, there's <laughs> oh, nothing in typical. It. I think as well, you probably spurred from um, both of that anger a little bit that they yeah. didn't start the mm. game. 
Which I, I think is a great thing, to be honest, because they both yeah. want to play. I mean, you know, there, there was probably something like bubbling under the surface. They, they felt a little bit pissed off and then they pissed each other off. Mm. So, you know, I think it's only a good thing for me. Yeah, completely agree. And I think especially with, uh, I think with Ceballos, it's a good thing because, you know, the uh, it seemed like he was the one that kind of started it, if you like, not to put labels on anyone, you know, but he put a, put a little rough challenge in there. And I think it's good. For Ceballos because that shows that he's really serious and his training and everything. That's exactly what I said in Finton's Frolic. And then another thing I said in Finton's Frolic was um, that I think it's it's also a really good thing that Inketia, the you know the young, relatively inexperienced Inketia, had the fucking balls to stand up to Ceballos yeah. and be like, "Yo, back to fuck off." You know, I, I think that's nothing but promising going into Eddie, the future. Eddie, Eddie, exactly. Heck. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I think that's pretty much all for the Fulham game, though. So let's move on to Apart West Ham. We are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. We say we are top of the league. That's right. Just had to add I that. Think it's, on alphabetical order. Yes, by alphabetical <laughs> order, because Leicester won 3 0 as well. So mm. they're like completely you know what we do? besides the. Uh, you know what would be L. amazing? If there was just a huge spot in cases and they had to call football off and they just had to yeah. award, you know, no football for the next year and they just gave us the title. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, that would be outstanding. I'm going to try to reach out to out-of-context Arsenal and get a soundbite out of this that has you saying, you know, it would be amazing if if there was a sudden spike in cases God. and they just cut it <laughs> off there. <laughs> Oh god! That's true. Oh yeah. no! Okay, a little caveat. It wouldn't. I mean, it'd be good if no one died from this spike. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess yeah, then yeah. you know, loads of businesses would be fucked. So yeah, and the economy. So maybe it wouldn't be good. Yeah. But it'd be good for for us. It'd be amazing. Okay, it'd be amazing for us in that one small thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. It'd be worth yes, it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I actually yeah. agree. I don't. Surely, because uh, we are unbeaten, we'd have to have oh, another yeah. golden trophy. And Spurs True. would be, you know, so. we... they finished like fifteenth or whatever. So, I mean, oh, I wonder if they're in the relegation zone. Nah, no, it'll be Fulham and yeah, top uh, four for Fulham for and West Palace Brom and Newcastle, not Crystal Palace, Newcastle. I'll take them. Leicester. Come on yeah. in. You know, I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility that um, Fulham and West Brom will never get outside of the bottom three. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they're already there, I think, is, is pretty mm. fucking telling, to be honest. Actually, this one oh, more thing God. I did want to say about it. 0.16 XG against. The lowest... That's of, phenomenal. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. The lowest, uh, lower than anything we achieved last season in any game in any competition. And also probably wow. one of the lowest of any teams at all and any teams managed any in any game last season i wouldn't be surprised if it's up there or down there technically i mean that's incredible and yeah. I th- that shows that Defensively shows the, solid. yeah the, the the solidity that arteta's instilling and you love to see it mm. you know you love to see you it do. long may it continue long may it continue and long may it continue into the next match against west ham united uh alfie mm. west ham are in uh, I don't, I don't know a good word to use. It kind of seems like they're up shit creek, for lack of a better yeah. word. Um, they're not doing too I think good. Turmoil might Turmo- be the word ooh. at West Ham. Ooh, ooh, there we go. Turmoil, turbulent turmoil. Doesn't look good over there. 
does not. It does not at all. Um, is this the perfect time? Not that I mean, we have a phenomenal record against them. Uh, in our last five matches against them, we've won four. We did lose one, but we've won four. Um, oh, that was a bad day. The day we lost. Yeah, oh. it was. Shout me, not, not a good. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck it all. Fuck it all. Oh, and we were wearing that awful kit that you loved, oh, Danny. I hated that weird. kit. <laughs> I hated that kit. Look, it's not my it was fault. It's bad luck, Chub. It's not. Hey, no, don't blame the kit. Don't. The kit is fresh. <laughs> the kit is cool and fresh, like a nice mint. We were not. Mm, okay. Uh, but Alfie, is this the best time to to play the hammers when they're in like complete disarray? I think if you'd looked at like the result in isolation. And nothing else around the club is going wrong. I think that would be like a massive overstatement, like in disarray, because you know it's one bad True. result at the start of the season. But there just seems to be yeah, such yeah, a course. negative atmosphere around that club. Um, and to me, am I the only one? It just always feels like there's unsettled <laughs> yeah. since since they left always um, the, the bowling, bowling ground or yeah. Upton Park. It it seemed like every time I look at West Ham, it's negative. Like, the, there was an yeah. out, outroar about mean, them selling Diangana to West Brom. I think the players on Twitter were yeah. pissed off. Um, and I don't know exactly yeah, Mark what Noble, the situation he is. was like, what the fuck's yeah, going on? I think on? a lot of it's to do with like their lack of transfer business and stuff. But it always just feels like the fans yeah. are pissed off and there's a negative atmosphere. I, I can't remember the last time I, West Ham were properly settled. I mean, the weirdest thing about Diangana is that apparently they're after Ben Rama. Uh, oh, nice bit of rhyme there. <laughs> bars, um, bars. <laughs> um, and Dean Garner and Ben Rama were like the two best players in the championship last year. But Dean Garner's like, I think he's still a teenager. Mm. So, whereas Ben Rama's a bit further down the line in terms of he's his like um, footballing mm. career. Yeah. So why why would you sell Dean Garner and buy Ben, ben Rama? It just doesn't add up for me. Mm. Well, and, and uh, like, even guys like Mark Noble, like, posted tweets, like, <laughs> saying how pissed off they were about yeah, you. Yeah, know? so disgusting. I mean, it's just, that, oh, yeah. god damn. I mean, they are in, they're in disarray. So, Rob, you want us to put uh, put five past them? How nice would that be, huh? Get, uh, get off to a start of, like, a plus eight goal difference in the first two games. How nice would that be? Yeah. Well, it's quite weird because Arsenal versus West Ham at the Emirates Stadium was the last match I watched live. Uh, yeah, I was there as well. Were you there as well, Alfie? Yeah, it was, it was my yeah, birthday. that was the last football match I watched yeah. live. Um, got the win, courtesy of a Alex Lacazette mm. goal, which was uh, uh, marred by a VAR mm. inquest. I won't be uh, jumping around with the, I'm the hoping people that with we me, see... you know, hugging around the people with me. Yeah. Those days are long gone. Yeah. Sad times. Mm. Long gone. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful that we uh, look a much better creative threat than we did last time because we were truly awful that mm. day going forward. Um, but I'm hoping that we can see a bit more William magic. I'd quite like to see if we could sort of make a team which can incorporate William, Pepe and Bellerin. I think that would be quite exciting mm. to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm confident going into it. Um, pretty sure we'll get the win, but you know it's Arsenal, so who knows? True that. Um, and Alfie, I'll come to you with this one. Um, 
let's let's all three do a predicted eleven. We're gonna do that. Predicted, um, just like old times. Oh, you know what? Let's Ooh. let's actually do our let's do our okay. eleven. I think that's way more interesting. Let's do our eleven. Alfie, I'll, you could go. You could just go with your whole eleven. That's how we're gonna do it this wow. time. Um, and what what kind of starting lineup do you think it will take to you know maybe get a similar result to the Arsenal women who just thumped oh, yeah, eight, West Ham nine one? Yeah. yeah. 9-1. Oh. 9-1. Jesus Christ. Yep, 9. Yeah. Um, Are we allowed to incorporate our own party? <laughs> I hardly doubt that. No. <laughs> um, well, I don't think Arteta is going to be in any rush to switch up the system. I think it will be a back three again. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think I it will agree. be... Though I though I did it last week. I did uh, Though I foolishly did it last week. But, yeah, yeah back three retarded. this time. Fucking idiot. Um... <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Leno. I think it'll be the same back three. I don't really see what else could happen. I don't think he's going to throw Saliba in all of a sudden. I think he might play in the League Cup game in the game after that. Mm. But I think he'll be holding um, Gabriel Tierney. And then I went Bellerin, Shaka. I think Sabah's coming. I think, I think El Nene was obviously good, but, you know, we're playing against. West Ham may sit back and maybe a bit of a low block. So, you know, some bias, the extra creativity from deep areas could be useful. And I think you'd expect him to come back, even though El Nenny was pretty good. It sort of feels kind of like um, last season when Chambers played excellently alongside Socrates against Newcastle, but then David Luiz just came mm. in for the next game. You know, yeah. I'd expect that yeah. to sort of happen again. Um, left wing back is where I actually made a change. Not because Maitland-Niles played badly at all. Um, and, you know, everyone will go, when I put this on my Instagram, when I do the preview, everyone will be like, oh, why are you dropping Maitland-Niles? Not dropping, I'm just saying rotation. But also, you know, again, as I said, I think it might be a bit of a low block. And, you know, Saka offensively is mm. offers much greater threat mm. than Maitland-Niles, mm. you know. So, obviously, that may change the system a bit, whether Saka can, you know, do the tucking in role. He probably could. But, um, you know, it's a left-footed player instead of right, so that may change some elements of it but I would do that for the extra attacking threat um, and then I went with the same front three I don't think you can really drop Willian after getting two assists on his debut um, and yeah Lacazette Aubameyang I think that would be the starting 11 that's what I went with Fair so enough. just two changes yeah yep Rob um, I'm a- yeah so I'm actually just going to interject Wait. real quick. I have literally the exact same lineup as Alfie, so there's no point in saying mine. Great minds. No, yes, yeah, uh, same with me. I, I, I would go for the exact same thing. Wow, with you. trifecta. Um, <laughs> me, my outside of the box idea was four two three one with Willian in the hole and Pepe on the right, but I doubt that will happen. Mm. Uh, we don't see us changing. Uh, formation after how sex was successful it was uh, mm. last week. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with that lineup. Yeah, and I just I, I'll touch on one or I'll touch on the two changes. Um, mm. Like Alfie said, El Nenny, you know, didn't really do himself any kind of disservice to come out of there. But I do think West Ham will put up a low block, like Alfie said. So I think Sabias would be a better addition in the midfield, and then pretty much same reasoning goes for Saka. I think uh, he's he's more creative than Ainsley, and I think that having him in that left wing back slot will really help us uh, 
to create a good amount of chances. Also, Saka is in my fantasy, so Arteta, I do need you to start him. Um, I was about to say the same thing. That's, yeah. that's really, that's <laughs> genuinely all I really care about at the end of the day. Um, I yeah, just need the points. I mean, fantasy football is Premier League football pretty much, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Garth Cooks' uh, team of the week. Pretty <laughs> much just picks the best team, the team that got the most points. Yeah. <laughs> That's they're so awful they're notoriously awful teams yeah I know yeah how'd you guys uh, classic Garth how'd you guys fare in your first week of fantasy by the way how many points did you guys get I did really bad I did not I do great just left a bit frustrated with some of my selections so why the fuck where I was Pulisic yeah Actually, I'm average. I got 37 points. That's a below average. And I want to know what's going to happen I, to my players who didn't play. Average that was 50, mate. Rob, average. Yeah, you did horrible oh, this week. <laughs> I got 47, so I was just below average as well. I actually, okay, I did I did pretty pretty above average. I got 67 this week. Uh, that's really good. Wow. Yes, Danny. It was just, but you know what it was, man? It was Aubameyang pulled in for that, dude, you like that club name? How about that, huh? That's nice. That's nice. Mine's Ospina Colada. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm eighth in the league. That's shocking. How do you? I deserve it for my team name. Yeah. <laughs> Rob. Partey Rock Anderson. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Van Dyke, Allison, Alexander Arnold let me down, but Gabriel, what a, what a pick out that was. That was f- fair fucking yeah. play to you, man. Who's first? Big gamble. Oh, Big Max! Gamble. Max is first in the. Uh, oh, of course he is. One, one, he is. one point oh. ahead of me. The little shit. That guy. <laughs> James is at a shocker. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where so am I in the match? I'm 85th in the ACTV league. I'm 30th in Alex that. Alex Trav. 88th out of 149. Oh, Alfie Kent. Alfie Cairns, Koshaw, and Alex Trad neck and neck. Who's uh Alfie? Who's who's Matt Ashley Shakalaka in your ACTV one? He killed it. He got one oh five. My guy. Oh, he triple captained uh, Salah. Fair fucking play to you. That's there. There you go, man. There you go. Mm. All the people. Yeah, I've 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 um I've done triple captain for next week. I'm backing Aubameyang. I that's probably I could see that coming off for you. To be honest, I did well last year. Really? Yeah, I, you know I've never used um, any of like the squad boost triple captain. So I've uh, used triple boost, captain, sorry, triple I captain used, thing because I I pick the so worst I, I just used possible it. in terms of like I spend the least amount of yeah, money. Yeah, same. I always do yeah. that. Yeah, always. Because it's not. Yeah, it's I'm only going to come in handy. Meaningless. If a player's injured, you just transfer them. It's only going to come in mm. handy when you do the bench boost, which is yeah. one week. So it's not worth splashing well, gonna... out money on. I want to have to make some free trades, probably, you know, because uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I, I've already, yeah, I already made a change. I bought in him and I bought Ings. in my. I just don't think Ings is going to cut it this planned. season. I've bought in that's um, smart. Yeah. Yeah. De Bruyne, of course. Oh shit! Very nice. I have uh, I have Jimenez in there too. He did pretty well for me in week one mm. as well. I think he got what he got. He missed a sitter though. Oh yeah. Damn it. He missed Guess a proper percentage. Percentage. He, got, was, he got eight, though. That's not Guess too bad. Guess what percentage on XG? What's that? What was that? 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7. You've got to be more specific than that. Uh, 0. 0.73. 74%. Very close. 
Oh, oh my was, god, that was close. so close. <laughs> oh. That was like Willian's mm. free kick. Um I'm tempted to take out Egan. Honestly, even though they're playing Villa mm. next, because I've got this I've got a feeling I've, Sheffield United mm. could struggle this so year. So do I. So do mm. I. I'm getting that feeling now. Getting that feeling now. I feel like last season they have such a quirky sort of system that everyone was trying to work it out. But I feel like everyone could work it out this season. Possibly. Yeah. I still think they'll be hard to beat. We've got to remember they were playing. We'll see what happens. Pretty good. They they actually have made like quite a, some decent signings. Mm. Ramsdale's a little bit Over of a downgrade on Henderson. Yeah, yeah, you've mm. got to say that. But they were never going to get. Who Henderson else are they back. bought in? Um, signed two players from Derby. Uh, let's have a look. Got some good players. Their announcement videos are sick, by oh. the way. Their announcement oh, videos yeah. are sick. They they play like uh <laughs> like um oh I don't even know how to describe the music, but they play some good music when they oh, announce mate. players. Um who's got terrible Chelsea's. Have you seen Chelsea's with the trains? Oh, oh god yeah. dude, they get praise oh, for that shit. With the fucking train. The, the irony they get praise for that. is that um the one player that didn't get a train announcement video. Malang Saw. Was who? You see the uh, connotations <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. Dear yep, there we dear. go. And on that note, hey, that. you know. Oh, my God. Oh, that's awful. That's oh, that's no. tragic. That's a tragedy. Yeah. They've got to put Mendy on a train mm. now. That's almost as tragic as, as Havertz's debut. Um. <laughs> oh, he, was, he, he struggled. And, you know, we're, we're all Havertz fans mm. on this podcast, I'd, actually. He'll definitely. I'm, I'm pretty sure. More. He'll come good. I. It's true that yeah. he's yeah, always a little wanker. Fuck that guy. No, but we all we all respect his yeah. footballing ability. I don't see that's a, this is the thing though. I think that's kind of why you see debutants not starting debutants. in their first game. You know, yeah, that's true. Debutants, debutants. L mutants, yeah. debutants, deputies, Debutants. deputy editor of We Love You Arsenal.co.uk. Uh. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time ever and episode 59 as we approach the 59th minute of the podcast, um, basically all (laughs) this show consists of is three dummies that think they know what they're talking about, talking, um, me getting made fun of for being American, and now it's... And ginger. And ginger, ginger prick. And Um, And now... (laughs) I, I will say I will not agree to that one. I do think that it's going to um, contain a lot more fantasy talk now. For the first time, guys, I will say I'm actually excited for fantasy. Usually I last about three weeks and then I'm so yeah. shit that I'm like, I'm done with this crap. I, and I that just happened to me until last season when I started doing bits. I won quite a few of the leagues I was in. Yeah, Really? That's what I'm I've doing. never won a league or anything. Well, actually, I won the league with my sisters in it, but I, I, I should really win that league. Are they sh- I'm not being sexist, but you, well, actually, they've got you, pretty good like football knowledge. Like they they've watched the games with me, and they're like proper into it. But well, fair um, enough. But yeah, it's not like uh, their encyclopedia isn't quite as expansive as mine when it comes to that football makes- knowledge. That's why you're on a podcast, and I don't know if they yes, are, but I would assume they're not, right? 
No. So there you go. Um, guys, let's wrap up today. It was a good show, as it fucking always yeah. is. I don't even know why I said that. It's just, it always is a great show. Always it is. is. You're listening, you're listening to the greatest. Ooh, Arsenal Cannon podcast being amazing. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Um, oh, we need we need the, the weekly song. Oh, yes. What's a song that has to do with signing? Because Aubameyang signed, signed the team. Oh, the yeah. Oh, oh yeah. actually, no, that's uh, that's actually a bit funnier. That's way more tongue-in-cheek. Find something to do with Top of the League. Uh, Maybe We Are the Champions again. No. no. <laughs> no we've got to be a song that's like, you want to be us, but you aren't us. Mm. We need a song like that. Maybe we can what make about our Top own, of the uh, World? Oh, yeah. I like dragons. that song. Imagine Dragons. Shout out FIFA. Or Shout Top of the League like- by Country Bonds. <laughs> Country Don. Playing it right so, now. I don't know. I haven't that. heard that song. I don't know oh, that. That's sick. <clears throat> Listen to it on Spotify. No, I say Top of the World. On Top of the World. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Shout Out FIFA. 06 Shout or out. something. Yeah. What's that one song? Continue the theme Imagine, of FIFA songs. Imagine Dragons had that one song. Radioactive! Radioactive! <laughs> I you love know. that song. <laughs> that is being clipped out and sent to the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh bertrand my friend marketing opportunity of a lifetime uh yeah go check out my article on rob holding oh no not rob holding my latest we love you arsenal article about three surprise um players who could surprise arsenal fans this season it's a really last minute article because no one else wanted to write but i was actually (laughs) quite proud of it and i put quite a lot of time into it so um yeah please go check that out do do in my opinion uh alfie yeah marketing opportunity of a lifetime as well i'm not gonna say it how you said it because you mocked me for it last time we um, love you We love you, Arsenal.co.uk. Yeah. Forward slash. We're not. Oh. Um, oh. Fulham <laughs> slash. Nah, just fuck it. Okay. Let's give up. Just give up, in my opinion. Just like just like you said to me in regards to my life. Just, Jesus. Just end it. No, what just you said. Give up. You said. You said. Well, you said write the notes. Write a note. <laughs> Unbelievable. Instead of instead of sign the ting, write the note. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so oh. All right. Before. Before we get labeled as um, insensitive or anything, mm. uh, before we get before we get burned to the ground, shout out Oregon. Um, <laughs> no, that's shout not funny. People die. That's <laughs> oh, oh my god! Right, it's time god. to end. It's time to end the show. All right, fucking hell! All right, thanks Stop for this. tuning in. This is not uh, sad. <laughs> We're not ever gonna make it to episode sixty. We are fucked. Mm. Until then, we'll see you on the we'll, we'll see you on the flip side. What the fuck is that? We'll catch you on the flip side. Adios. Shout out uh, Australian Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm on top of the world, eh? Yeah, the man. One.